All right, all right, all right. Welcome to We Are Something Else, episode 88. Don't stand so close to me. That's me, your boy Kaleo. Uh, CB, you rich super fly. We're all in here. Uh, what's good, fellas? Hey, man. Glad to uh, glad to be hanging with the fellas tonight. Definitely, definitely. We, we, we made it. We almost, well, one of us almost didn't make it, but we'll get in that a little bit. Uh, e, what's good, brother? Ain't nothing, man. You know, just out here processing uh this rain and cold weather in Southern California. You dig? Uh, oh. but, you know, uh, Tony, Tony, Tony lied to everybody. Uh, it does rain in Southern California. Uh, oh. But uh, now, other than that, you know, it's it's good. It's a uh, better week than last week when it comes to the work. And uh, you know, it's Thursday, so we here. All right, CB, you want to tell them about that weather we we got? Yeah, cold e, on we appreciate y'all, man. Y'all sent us. <laughs> The goods. Yeah, it was like right 78, there. sunny. It was it was fantastic last, last today. Three days, last three days have been in the seven, been amazing. Don't worry Dude, about it. I see what y'all Monday look like though. We're talking about right now. Superfly, how you enjoying that nice 75 degree weather? Hey man, loving it. Loving it. Spent some time, a lot of time outside the last few days. You know what I mean? Nothing like kicking back and just you know, listening to nature and just the quiet and just, you know what I mean? Taking that all in is, is in the sun, the vitamin, vitamin E, right? That, that just, that, that just set up right. <laughs> it was a little one up. There you go. I, I got to see what you did there. Um, that's what's up. Yeah, man. I've been trying to enjoy it um, for the most part. That's so why I'll update my, what's been going on over here. So I don't know if you can see the fans, but uh, just literally three minutes ago, I was set up in a different location in my house. I had the TV behind me displaying a fireplace from YouTube. That was, I had to do some kind of background because um, Tuesday night, um, plumbing issues in the, in, happened in the house. And uh, it, it took away one of the bathrooms. And it also, um, I, I caught some water underneath my carpet, a little portion of my carpet. So I was able to figure out the algorithm of how long to shower, uh, the ratio of shower to flush, to washing your hands, to washing dishes. It was ugly. It was ugly. So, um, you know, I tried, I reached out to a couple of folks that I know, hoping they could help with the issue, you know, looking for the, the hometown, loving the discount, or, you know, just trying to get my boys some work. And it, it didn't go, didn't go that way. So this morning, after spending the whole 24 hours of without and having to deal with, we'll say sewage, that, that'll change your mindset quick. And I picked up uh, the phone and I called one of those commercial companies. I ain't giving, I, I ain't going to give them no, no props because, you know, they, they hit me with the no Vaseline. But, you know, this, the work is getting done. I'm here. You guys just saw what the studio is looking like. So. Dedicated to the craft, but we're here. Adulting. And, yeah, exactly. Adulting, you know, you can spend hours on that. I was afraid. Still bragging on. Oh, so I think everybody's here for this big announcement, right? I mean, we've been prop, we've been, we've been putting it out there for last past couple weeks, months, years. I don't know, and it's finally here. Um, but we're still going to make you wait for it because we got a show to do. Uh, um, that's it. Let's wrap. Um, 
let's lead off. We're supposed to do a little special live. Uh, well, no, we're not going to do that. Supposed to do a live over the weekend after, you know, viewing um, Coming to America. But here we are now. Let's do this now. I'll give my opinion because I've watched it twice now later. CB, what do you think? Um, I, I actually enjoyed it. Um, I went into it with the mindset of this was a PG-13, more family-oriented movie than the first. Um, and so there, I mean, it really ended up feeling like the movie wasn't so much about Eddie as it was about the son. Like, that's how I felt um, first time through. And uh, there were some parts that I really, I was, you know, I was laughing pretty hard, but you knew it was going to be a different experience than the, than the original. Absolutely. Absolutely. So after the show, you know what I mean? We, uh, we all knew it was at a premiere early. So, you know, it was what, 11 o'clock yep. Eastern time. So I'm old. So I was already tired, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I was, on, I, as I was turning it on, I just had this like plaster smile on my face. Cause I couldn't believe, you know what I mean? Like after I've, I've been watching this movie since I was a child. So, you know what I'm saying? The fact that it was like a family friendly version, like I was already too young to be watching the first one <laughs> and just had no, you know, I really didn't have any expectations going into it and haven't seen it so many times. Like my ex, like I know it's not like a, it's a, it is my favorite movie. It is not a good movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a, and, and sort of like movie writing pantheon, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just comedy in that joint. And so like, that, that's kind of how I went into it. And because I was tired, I fell asleep through some of it. And so I went to rewatch it. And that's when I started to appreciate it. And just like the original, it's a movie that you can just watch over and over and you pick up things in it that, that you just didn't see before. And that's Absolutely. kind of the brilliance of it, I feel like, um, of the first one. And I appreciate it about this one that you can continue to watch it. Um, I had a ball watching it and just, you know, I can't wait to watch it again when I get some time. It is, it's a movie that's just not, it's not family friendly enough where I can show my kids yet. You know what I'm saying? But it's, you know, I, I look forward to the day we can all watch it together. You talking about the first one, the second one or both? I mean, both of them really, but okay, you know what I'm saying? I really can't, I can't show that, that, that bathtub scene yet. No, <laughs> not ready for that. <laughs> Um, no expectations, which led me to just watch the movie for what it was. Um, it was a good comedy. And I think that's just where I'll leave it at. It was a good comedy. Um, not that I was looking for it to be anything close to the first one. Um, but the fact that you can write a, not even a sequel, but an addition this many years later and co incorporate the same players that you had in there before uh, as much as you can, right. Um, add new ones and still have the cohesiveness to like make it a, a, a funny movie. I, I watched it with the, you know, with the parentals and, you know, you talking about, you know, just different scenes that regardless you're going to crack up and it's because of the punchlines that, you know, he just killed it with the cute comment, murdered it with the cute comment. Well, you already know who that is, so we don't need to speak on that. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, I think that's what it is at the end of the day, right? It's like you, you, it, it was nostalgia for us, right? As far as that scene, the first one, 
it was and because it was that we were still able to identify the good comedy that was in there of like i said arsenio in itself like his that old ass character that he was like what whatever that was that was enough for me to just be on the floor like because it was the you, african guy like the, yeah, the, the, the voodoo guy. they were yeah, like, who like aunt, whose auntie is this <laughs> <laughs> right you know what i mean like it was enough in the movie that you can sit there and say i can watch this movie again and i'm not gonna be disappointed there's other movies that regardless of who's behind it has that expectations that kill it. And then at the end of the day, it's not even worth you watching again. You know, this is one where you can sit there and be like, it's a rainy day. Well, not here in LA, but you know, somewhere else. And uh, I can't go nowhere and I'm going to be able to, I can pop in coming to America too. And I'm not going to be mad at it. You know what I mean? Like it's going to satisfy my comp comedic need for the moment. Thanks. Um, yeah. I'm on the, on the line with a uh, you Superfly. Um, the first one is just it's culture. I mean, if you think of hip hop culture and embedded into like, you know, you're just DNA. That is the first coming to America. Um, I know it from beginning to end lines, you know, to the point where you would think that if you know a movie like that in and out, it would still be funny. But it is every time you watch it, you can just pinpoint one single part and just how classic that portion of the movie is. I mean, to the point where when he goes out on the bucket, it's this literally a fish out of water movie. Like, you know, you, you got this proper guy from Africa who's rich and he goes to one of the most gutter places he can find with the culture is complete 180 to what he's used to. And it just is magic. Like they, I think John Landis wrote that first one. He definitely directed it, I believe. Mm. And I mean, just the balcony scene when he's "Good morning, my fellow Americans," like that, and then it's just, "Hey, fuck you!" That that is a classic line. It's just DNA. It's embedded. So my expectations, because it's always on TV, and I, and I, it's, it's heavy in rotation. Um, the excitement was there, and it had been building. We knew it, it went through. The rumors of oh is it going to happen not going to happen then when you hear oh they're filming and you see the pictures of their set and bad boy set filming at the same time they're taking pictures like you know that it's getting there so the hype is there for me like i'm building it up for myself okay then the rating came out and i mentioned the rating and so it put me in a different mindset but i think first time i watched it was right after the show at 11 30 i watched all the way through but i went back to watch it again because i knew i missed some things and I couldn't give a real divisive answer to the first one, the first watch. But it's, I think it's more family oriented for sure. I mean, and, and you can't tell the same story. He's not a fish out of, the, the fish out of water this time is the son, the mother, and the uncle. Right, you know, and then he's got, Eddie's, Akeem has three daughters at this point. So it has to, the movie has to shift and rotate around that, right? You can't be a king at this point, you know, three daughters, you know, a wife and, you know, tell that same story. So once I got my mindset out of, it's not going to be the first one. 30 years later, you know, we all have to evolve after 30 years, right? And it was black excellence. Like it told a good story of a strong family and how even today's society, you know, he brought his, his son in, the, the mom came in as well. Like, you know, and there was no rift. Like they all got along and I appreciated that the second time 
about his pops like throwing his funeral while he was still alive. Oh. Like it's shit like that. That's just that's funny. You know what I'm right. saying? And you yeah. it, it goes back to all the like you see those crazy funerals where they had a dead body just just posted up somewhere. You oh. know what I'm saying? Like there's little things like that, like how just like how they made fun of the Jerry curl. You know what I'm saying? They slide in little things that you just don't um you yep. don't pick up on until you watch it again, like oh shit, like right. <laughs> So they brought up a good point about cameos. Did you feel like there was too many cameos? No, no. Right. I, that was like some of my favorite parts. Being like, "Oh shoot, they got him in here. Oh, she's here." <laughs> like to me, you know, that was part of the entertainment. Right. It was like in on the joke. That was part of the joke to me. You know what I'm saying? Like how many people? Morgan Freeman was went, hilarious. Gladys Knight. You know what I'm saying? And I <laughs> kind of wonder if they making fun of verses in that. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Because they just like. They're just throwing whoever they can in into the, the movie, <laughs> and that's kind of the same kind of thirst that Versus has a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just little stuff like that that I think is right. just funny. Yeah. I, I, I like the, like you said, the when you really look at it, like when he was, uh, when the son was in the office, and uh, he was talking to the to the dude, and he was asking him, you know, oh, your daddy, and then it's, it's the Randolphs, right? And then it's like, right. this, this is the piece where you're like, this is what ties the movie together for the people who've seen the first one that still like have that nostalgia moment of they can still play around with th- those type of uh, things from the first one and bring it in. And and again, cause they did that, right. They had them, you know, the bums, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It was like more and more, we're back a lot. And it's like the fact that you can tie that in. And, and for us, that's like a mind blowing moment where you're just like, bro, like they still right. like, they didn't lose it. And to what you said, Cleo, here's the thing. This is probably out of the so many that actually happened, there's only one other movie that really stayed true to the addition of how many years it's been and the characters actually match the years. And that was Halloween about three years ago. Jamie okay. Lee Curtis was older. Mike was older. The, like the, the whole entire scene as far as the, the doc was older. So it, it made you even lock in more to be like, I believe this compared to like, come on, like, you know that... Shorty's not 12. She's not 21 still. Like, you know, he's still not, Mike's not chasing down anybody that fast. Like, it's going to take him a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And shout out to um, the guy who played the son. He, you know, from DC, he went to Northwestern High School. Shout out to that guy. I mean, and Ayanna Crawley was in the the movie too. She's from DC. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Eddie did a great job bringing people together. I mean, yeah, Rick Ross wasn't, I could have did without that, but I mean, you're using a man's house. Right, that's, that's a W for him. But, you yeah, know what you expect, <laughs> right? Even if you have one line, I think Wesley Snipes did a great job. Like, you know, we, people forget Wesley was comedy before he got into, you know, the more serious. I'm like, what? White man can't jump to the, you know, the different, the Wong Fu, like, that's, that's Wesley. Arsenio and Eddie they great com, you know. They they're great com um combo together. Leslie, uh, you can't you can't but, leave Leslie. And I feel and... like they had to dial Leslie back for that PG thirteen rating. I would love to see the outtakes. I think Is Leslie you... killed it, and even really Colin Jost, like salute to him, man. He only had that one scene, but he was funny as shit in that joint. Yeah, and I I want to see him in more movies. Honestly, I know we that's the only white dude we really gonna talk about in depth. You know, <laughs> in the movie of Black Excellence, but uh, Colin Jones did his thing in there, right. and they they did a good point. Uh, um, 
good part, like revisiting some of the the jokes from the first one. You know, we had the the Ohaf singing a song, and that, when he when I realized what he was singing, he was singing Princess Get Off. <laughs> I, I was dying laughing at like eleven forty five at night. It was like eleven twelve o'clock. I was dying just because it's like, oh, I didn't see that one come. I thought we was gonna get the She's Your Queen to be again. Um, and then the fact, just the, like you said, small nuances that. Wesley was the brother of the the girl he was supposed to marry in the first one, mm-hmm. and he didn't like uh Akeem because he he put the curse on his sister. The fact that right. thirty years later she's still barking like a dog and hopping on one leg until he told did you. Me. Did you notice that his hair kept changing? And was that me or was did his hairstyle change? Oh uh, Wesley, yeah, yeah, Wesley's hairstyle kept changing. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was that way because I think that so that's a nod to I've seen it before where the dictator always has some outland. <laughs> Air thing where like he had like the the the, the cornrows was like in a swirl and then the next right. one was, like laid back it was like bro this dude but again I and to be honest with you Wesley probably had the best acting as as far as like on screen he was the best actor right he played the hell out of that role to the to the T I feel like he's always been that way but again like you said just it was a great combination it was a great mixture you can't have that many actors to have that high level and be on there and somehow you figure out it's either not going to work or it just doesn't have that chemistry. And they, for what it was, it was great chemistry for that type of movie. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm shocked that Eric LaSalle turned the movie down and said he was busy. That's soul glow for a lot of people who don't know where Eric LaSalle is. But um, he, he turned it down. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's been, and then what a, they didn't, they didn't play on the sister. John Amos was funny too. But I don't. I wonder. They never touched based on what happened to the system. I mean, that's small stuff. But uh, yeah, other than that, it was I had two in the first <laughs> Right. <laughs> I had a question on her. Like I don't know what as a kid. So, so I got a question. So real quick, we make it quick before we move on. They one thing that you would have added to the movie. That's tough. I I mean I got mine and. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to have seen more New York. You know what I'm saying? Like they they could have done some stuff with the gentrification, or you know what I'm saying, just some more comedy around that. Mm-hmm. I think that was the one thing that I thought could be different. You got it. I I I would have liked to see it. Maybe again, it probably might be reaching, but instead of the, and they could have still had Tracy as the uncle. But I felt like the son should have had the sidekick like Simi, where it would have kind of been the <laughs> the intertwined. Full circle. Well, mm-hmm. not a full circle, but you would have seen like that say if they could have found somebody to have that type of com- comedic connection with him, like his sidekick, that would have kind of been the same Simi, you know, his Simi to whatever, then I felt like that would have been a, a dope piece to kind of play off of because I feel like that was missing of somebody in his ear where they create the story behind the girl, you know what I mean? Who was the one that kind of got him to where he was at. But to have that other semi, it would have been that kind of, this is the resemblance of the two. Right. And real quick, I, I, Arsen- I don't know if I mentioned the last one, but Arsenio had said that there were like several uh, liner notes written by different directors of what the, how their take on what the sequel should be. And this is the one that Eddie Pan picked himself, but apparently um, the guy who does the Boondocks wrote a liner note. Aaron Magruder. Yeah, Aaron Magruder wrote his version. Ryan Coogler apparently had a version. Um, there was a couple. It went through a couple of different hands, you know, as people trying to put their spin on what where Akeem and Simi were and Lisa were thirty years later. But it makes sense again that Eddie picked this one. It, it's it's still a, adult comedy, but it's family oriented. 
Um, I think I rewatched Dolomite. Blackish, the dude from Blackish is actually wrote the jump, right? Like, or finished the writing anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had, I went back to watch Dolomite right afterwards too, just to. I was like, damn, that, you didn't was, get no sleep. Like, no, no, not the same night, but within the same uh, week. I just felt like, you know, that was the ending. That would have been crazy. Get, but it's still, still fun. It's still good enough. Um, He'd have been sleeping on that couch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they hear the the daughters had a big, yeah. Uh, and that, that was another play on like modern times, like, you know, women getting there finally to just do. Um, mm-hmm. McDowell to McFlurby. That was funny. Right. I thought. Uh, <laughs> Lisa and um, I thought the whole New York, New York vibe that they had together was hilarious. Mm-hmm. They're getting like wasted together. Like I funny. thought, I thought that was real funny. Just because yeah. you, you know, they could have gone other ways with that relationship and the way that it, the re, the way that it went. You know, they I thought that they 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 hit that out of the park. Oh, yep. Um. So I put this I put this in our, our list to talk about, but. I couldn't find the interview to re- to kind of get all the facts on it. I saw the, a lot of the highlights. Um, and I, and I got a couple comments. Some people, yeah, I seen a couple comments. People were saying that you know they don't you know don't really care that you know got a billionaire interviewing a millionaire, rich people problems kind of thing. You know that's that I've heard that take. Um, but then my my question is, you know, who does it? do research you got to know the family you're married into you know these people the, the the racism has always been surrounded by the royal family or just that that regalness up there you know over there so how do you not know what you're getting involved in right so actually i didn't really watch it to, to have a good line of notes but i just know that this was a big topic throughout the whole and it's still going did any of you guys watch it? Hell no. <laughs> I definitely no. Um, it was one of those things where I didn't even know it was happening until I got on the timeline and you know yeah. people are talking about it. But that's not um, you know, I'm generally not looking for who Oprah is interviewing or you know what's going on with the royal family, but it is one of those things where it should just go to show that it doesn't matter what your status or how much money you have, like these these problems with racism and all this kind of stuff is it still exists you know what i mean so um it's 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 not a surprise uh you know the for how small the uk is compared to the united states like they're they're heavy on the racism out there you know like it's it's crazy so um you know it's it's still sad every time something like this comes up again, because we know that it's uh, still a, a long ways away from, you know, being out of our everyday lives. That's what we'll do. We'll, Roya is definitely a historian, but we'll get her on and we'll have her talk about it. Uh, no, nah, it's not cute enough, but uh, no, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I caught pieces of it but i really think the the moral the moral of it is if you will shout out to you know and, and r.i.p to princess diana like i think she tried to normalize what the royal family should have been as far as the treatment of the regulars right the difference between us peasants and and the royal family 
um, she was the, if you look at it, the reason why people like her so much, the fact that she's the icon that she was, was because she was actually there to normalize who she was, right? Like to show all the stuff that you can do in that type of position. Um, you only hope that that's, I mean, that's exactly where, you know, um, Harry got it from. And that's just the thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's not, it's not on our side. We, it's not us to worry about, you know, we over here worried about the Obamas and making sure they straight, you know what I'm saying? And the Bidens, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we need to make sure, you know, our home front is, is good to go. You know, we ain't got nobody over there talking about, damn, I had to get out of America because uh, they was worried about what my kid was going to look like. We already been there. It's still there. You know what I'm saying? So, I right, don't know. Right, right, Yeah, we'll, we'll have to read. Once I dig in a little deeper, because I really don't have, I just took the liner notes of what, what's been going on and, you know, with the the, con- the top account. And I know the guy, uh, I don't even know what's he walked off his show because you know he's huge super war. Oh, Pierce um, Morgan. Oh, yeah, Pierce guy. Morgan. Yeah, Pierce Morgan. Okay. Uh, something it's, that, it's a continuation of 2021. I mean, 2020, man. Everything's just going, just becoming clear. You know yep, what I'm saying? Yep. And then, of course, everybody watches what Oprah has to say. That's, that's that. All right. Uh, another cash in, right? Uh, for undisclosed amount, but this cash in is. A little different. Um, so for those who've been under a rock the last past year, uh, we've had this thing called Versus. And Superfly actually mentioned it a few minutes ago. Um, Swiss Beats, it started with Swiss Beats and Timberland getting on IG Live and just playing some of their hits against each other. And, you know, I think, I don't even know if there was a, a picked winner ever, you know, between them. But they started this thing and then all of a sudden it became a thing. Um, so once a month, I think we got, or maybe twice a month, we got artists, you know, pinning their their hits against each other, and it was just a feel good vibe. We're all at home, and it, it started with obviously Babyface. Well, Babyface and Teddy was the the, the big names that they originally got. In. It became Team Too Much with Teddy, and they had to redo it. But they've come a long way. The sound got better. I, um, Apple picked it up or whatever, but they cashed in this past week. And they sold it to tri- uh, to Triller. Um, but the dopest part about the deal is that they're giving a, they got um stake in Triller, and they're giving 23 artists that have been on verses thus far. So they create they created ownership for people who probably don't need it, but they they created ownership for and giving back to those people who did the verses and believed in them. So I thought that was dope. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Sounds like decent business. You know what I mean? And it versus is one of those things that I think has come to define or been one of the defining things about quarantine and being at home. Um, cause it became one of those social events where everyone's in the comments together, you know, um, it was a way for people to start getting together, even though we couldn't physically be together. That's how I felt. So, I mean, it's dope that, you know, it's, it got to that point for them and Triller is, they're dipping their hands in everything right now. So, um, you know, if that's where the money's at, you know, go for them. Yep. 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 Hey man, I think it's good business. Just try to monetize your content. You know what I'm saying? It's better than giving it away for free on Instagram. Yep. 
Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you you push a bag to get another bag, you know what I mean? To, to open that door for something else, you know? Um, and if because of the following that was created off of that, then and we see that we push the culture, right? So they can literally use that bag and whatever else to now create something else that then gets us into another door or to another lane. And I think that's what it's all about, right? Everybody's cashing out to then jump into something else to now create another lane for us, right? It's like that, you know, we're kind of slowly starting to push open the ones that then we're entering in and making our own lanes from that, you know? And I think that's that's what it's really all about at the end of the day. Also, we didn't even talk about the D'Angelo uh, in French. Yeah, that Jones official. Even though, yeah, D'Angelo's um, that was a good verse. Um, it, so I don't know if you guys know the story behind that one. It was supposed to be D'Angelo versus Maxwell on Valentine's Day. That was the verses, and then they couldn't get Maxwell's side together. Um, I don't know what what the cause of it was, but Maxwell couldn't do it. Didn't do it. And D'Angelo still wanted to do it, and I, I mean, it was a, how often do you get a free concert of D'Angelo on TV? You know, in your living room. Him and that back that coach. I, I think that was uh, something I had to pudge. He's not. He's not the same D'Angelo he was. It's not the same anymore. Not all these years later. DJ Scratch killed D'Angelo too. Man. Oh my like the, god. The, no the the pre-show and then just the execution of a show like in the perfect way transitioning in and out of songs like that was he even there was one point when they did when they brought red when they brought red man and method man on and he was actually he had actually started the song early so then he had to like loop it manually he was just cutting back and forth while they was rapping in order for the chorus to not come in so to do that stuff on the fly and then still bring it in seamless, like you know what I mean. He's it's a DJ's DJ man, so I I you know what I mean. Utmost respect for him. He's a professional. Absolutely. He kept, he kept telling them this 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 ain't everybody can't do this. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now I, I appreciate that versus, and and I think that versus is getting ready to go to another level. Roya just posed a good question: Will we still care when the world is back up? I think I will. Um, it's still a thing, and maybe they know. Maybe that's why they cashed out because they know vaccine is out. You know, at some certain point, Timbo is going to go back to producing full time. Swiss is going to go back to doing what he's been doing. You know, scheduling is going to be different. So why not give it to a company that can kind of take the reins? You know, that, that's their that's their thing, and um, you know, still still yeah. make money off of it. I think this is you know, per- I think permanently people are are going to be moving differently. Um, you know what I mean? Clubs are going to come back. People are going to be going out, but people also will be wanting to stay in sometimes to do, you know what I mean? The virtual thing. I think that's something that's probably not going to go away. Um, but I think, I do think it makes sense to do it now before everything fully opens back up. But the concert, like a concert in your house, you can't beat that. You know what I'm saying? They were doing that on YouTube with Coachella and stuff like that. But the way the intimacy and the chat functionality like that, I think that's with us for good, and and it should be. Yep. Yep. Oh. Oh yeah. Hold on, so, real quick. Hold on. Go goes. If they go goes virtual go goes. If that like becomes main, you know what I'm saying? Something that they continue doing. I, I would love that. Sorry. 
I did see that. Biden just promised that we'll be able to. Yeah, he, he's. I mean, it, it's happening. It's it's happening. I mean, the world is 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 it's picking up. I mean, to the point where, um, you know, Larry Hogan, the governor of Maryland, uh, just you know allowed is allowing everything to open back up, uh, still with mass protocols, but that you know it still is going to fall on per county. But at this point, I mean, if, if PG County doesn't open back up, I can go to Charles County party if I want to. No, yeah, it's gonna be all future. about personal choice. Like you know, yeah. what I'm saying, no matter what the what the government says, you can and can't do. Everybody's got to make that decision for themselves. Right, right, and it's just a matter, like I said, personal choice, and still be smart. And you're gonna have the people, you know, out there doing their thing, uh, which good, you know, goes right into this. Um, so Sunday, we had the All Star Game in Atlanta. So I, I don't know what what's more the the talk here of what's going on in Atlanta or you know, that we got an all star game. I will start with this. I did see Atlanta is wild. Um, I did see a couple IG lives. Uh, I can't remember who went live, but they, they were in like a five star hotel, and the guy went around to show you know white people eating and you know just spending you know spending their good money in this place. But in the background, they were like. Eight, nine dudes shooting dice. Gilly the in the kid. middle of the Gilly, that's who it was. In the middle of the restaurant. <laughs> Did y'all see that? Yeah. You can uh I I'll just I'll lightly say you can always count on us. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Like you can always count on us. Like it is what it is. Yeah. And I did see the um, strippers getting out of the uh, U the, the U Haul van yeah, at the gas station. <laughs> it was like four different videos. It was them in the at the gas station. There was like videos inside the U Haul. Then they got pulled over by the cops. Like <laughs> Atlanta as well. Like I I've been there a few times, and that's enough for me. Like I get right over that next time. I don't need to go. Uh, how do y'all feel about the All Star Game? Y'all satisfied by it being on just one night? Did you did that suffice? I mean, the you know we know the dunk contest isn't what it used to be, um, and and that like kind of puts a damper on it. But um, three point contest was dope. Yeah. Oh, Steph owned that night. That was Sunday night. Belonged to Steph. He had the most he, fun. Right. And he won the dunk contest because the dude called the oop. People forgot stuff can dunk. So I would have gave him the trophy just for that. That, that alone. Listen, just to see Steph and, uh, and Dame on the same squad. And I, I feel like they could have pretty much took on, they could have had their own team and they, they would have won. You know what I mean? Like just Giannis, I feel like Giannis was pushing too hard. Like you could tell he was out for the break trying to get the MVP which I never like, you know, usually it kind of goes with the flow of the game. And then you kind of can say, you know, who is it? Because if you, if Giannis wasn't, if Giannis wasn't pushing, then it was for sure going to be Steph just because of the way, the way he was out there like hooping. So, but it, I mean, it was what it was. It was a game. You can tell LeBron was not, you know, he wasn't into it. He was there just One to be and there. done. One and done. Yeah, you know, there to be there. Um, but again, like you said, it's a, it's a, 
you know, I think uh, Super Bowl, I said it's like one of the things that we'll watch, you know, every year because of just the festivities that it brings. Um, the celebrities, even though, you know, it wasn't a lot of people there. Uh, the dunk contest was whack. I'm just going to be the one to say it. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was whack. I don't think any of them should have won because there was, you know, there was a couple of good ones. But ultimately, you know, that there was other dunkers in the league that could have been in part of that that just decided not to. Thank you, so. D-Wade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the judging was terrible. Um, and we know, like, all the great dunk contests that we can think of literally outside of Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, because these those aren't two superstars. But when we think back to, you know, MJ and Dominique and Vince Carter, mm-hmm. like, that's the kind of stuff that stands out, you know? And we are not getting that nowadays. You know, you, you don't have the big time, like Zion, you don't have him doing it. You know, that would be like the, the young dudes that have the hype. You want to see like John ja Morant and those guys in there. But if they're going to just, you know, be able to turn it down every year and there's no incentive for them to do it, like, you know, I don't, it's, it sucks, but you know, you probably got to do away with it. Um, Real quick. So LeBron's issue was he felt that they shouldn't have all-star game on a shortened season with a heightened playing schedule. Um, and then also just because of COVID that, you know, you put all your superstars in one room and all it takes is one person testing positive and you're talking about pretty much all of your, your stars being wiped out. It almost went left with the barber and Joel and, um, and, uh, um, Ben Simmons. Like that's yep. all that was the same thing that was about to happen in the Super Bowl with their barber and who who got the haircut. So it's like, you know, you, you're right. You risk that situation, and that could have been everybody on the court, and that would have just been it. Like, just go ahead and cancel a good season while everybody else is opening up. <laughs> the NBA is just, so, you know, just out. So, And then, you know, LeBron is they, – they, the, the Lakers had the shortest resting period before the season started to back up. And, you know, him being 36, you know, it's probably something he could have did without. And they don't even get the whole break. It's just like the added unnecessary game and a schedule of just back-to-backs almost. Um, I will say All-Star Saturday night was what got me hyped about All-Star Weekend. And I, and I know why it had to be on one night, you know, which is fine. But the, just the ambiance, All-Star Saturday night, you know, what makes All-Star Weekend feel good. NBA does it different than anybody else. Um, baseball, you get the home run derby and all that, but I think NBA has the formula. I would love to see, if, if the dunk contest is getting old, then they should let people, those famous street dunkers in, maybe get one of those, some of those guys to face some of your, your favorite uh, dunkers in the NBA. Just, just, they do know. the coaching for the dudes that end up competing anyway, so it's like... Yeah. Yeah, just bring those dudes out. Like, do, you know, the whole Dunk King concept that they've done um, a few times. Like, that's dope. The bag is in. The bag is in, right? It happens. A lot of people thought it wouldn't happen. It happened. Um, Dak, that guy is is payday. Uh, we're talking about four years, 160 million, 126 guaranteed, 
Ooh. 75, 75 million the first year, a $66 million signing bonus. Get it. Average is about $42 million a year. And, I mean, Jerry had to do and something. And he's in right? Texas. <laughs> Jerry, it hurt Jerry to pay to, to, to pay the bag to him. I know it did, but you got to. What, what are you going to go off of? You got your team is, from what everybody's saying, you know, they're there. They're ready, you know. Everybody's saying Dak is the leader of the locker room. You know, they're pretty much take a bullet for Dak. Just pay the man, keep the locker room, what you can keep, and then see, see where it goes. I mean, E, you look like you got something to say. I ain't got, I'm, I'm not speaking on nothing the Cowboys got going on. Come on, just and, like, is, is <laughs> no, he no. worth that contract? Is he worth the contract? I think he's put in the he's putting the the work to receive a long term contract. Yes, um, I, and I'll put it to you like this way. I guess more so my my thoughts. Michael Irvin, what do you what do you say about uh, that? As far as Tom Brady, like I know you made the correlation of like that's their Tom Brady. Is that what he said? I didn't hear all that foolishness. Oh, I'm just letting you know. Mike, yeah. Mike used to do a lot of substances. You know what I mean? Like a lot. <laughs> I guess. Look, well, look, I, I think what it is. Like, no, shit. I'm, I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna shit on anybody getting their money because everybody should get it. You know what I mean? Especially when you put the work in for it. Um, and like I said in the text, I, I believe that they should. They're they're going to build the defense through the draft. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. you know free agency, but. I still feel like they got to get rid of that America's team's tag because they're not America's team. So just. Right. And Quintalpa brought up a good point. That's what... um, yeah, if you're watching now, please like and subscribe. Thumbs up that video. Um, <laughs> that's a good point, Quintalpa. He's um, not on by the way. <laughs> not on payroll. Why you say that? That's fine. That's good. <laughs> Result, yeah. I mean, he got paid coming off of a broken ankle. I mean, you couldn't afford the franchise tag him again because the guarantee was thirty-seven million this year. I don't know. They were saying that basically Jerry's just alluding to a massive TV deal that's going to be coming in. So it's one of those things where if that's true. You know, these teams are making so much money without they're even needing to be fans in the stands. Like, they make so much money just off the TV deals. Like, I've, I've made an argument before that if there was some kind of relegation system or, you know, you take away the, the way that they do the profit sharing. Like, if you actually have to make your money because your team is good and you're actually trying to keep fans and stuff, that would be – it would be one thing, but that's not – you know, our system out here. Uh, so all the owners, they're in the green before the season even starts. So for a lot of them, they don't care how good their product is on the field. Um, and those are the teams that, you know, you're not going to see paying out. But I think Dak earned um, it. Like it's, it's the economics of the game right now. So um, based off of what he's done and that team was trash without him, if we're being honest, like the, the division was weak. Um, Shout out to the football team, but you know, 
it's hard to argue that Dallas wouldn't have been in the thick of it if Dak had been healthy the entire time. Yeah, I don't care. No, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, Peyton Man, he, he, he's your quarterback. You know what I'm saying? It seemed like based on franchise tag, they probably, you know what I mean, paid him what you know five to ten ten million more than what they would have paid him if they franchised him over the next couple of years. So, you know what I'm saying? I think it's it just it just makes sense. You know what I mean? And you're not going to get his his output from anybody else. You know, what I mean? like you're not going to draft his output, so you might as well just. just and they got it. lucky where they drafted him too, because he wasn't like one of their top two quarterbacks that year. It's the same, like literally since Troy Aikman, they've lucked into Tony Romo, undrafted free agent, and then they ended up with Dak, who was not the dude at the top of their wish list, and he ends up being the last like quarterback from that entire draft that's still on the team that drafted him. And I watched Dak in college. He was actually he was good in college. Um, yeah. Let's just talk about the Tony Romo thing. Tony and Dak, we got they would luckily be back to back kind of thing, right? Because before that, you had Vinny Testaverde, you had the Chad Hutchinson, Quincy had, Carter. Quincy, Quincy was on his way to being good, but he couldn't keep his nose clean, literally. And <laughs> Bill Parcells had to cut him because he failed a, dr- a random drug test, and they said it wasn't marijuana. That was yeah. that's what all they disclosed. Quincy was getting ready to go into a big year with the Cowboys, and Benny Testaverde, then Drew Bledsoe, that like it, it was so. Uh, right. I, I guess kind of a, a question that that that's off of this though. Should should they get rid of franchise tag? Yeah, that's all that is is a benefit for the owner, man. Like I, I don't care. Like, I'm all for more power to the players, but the franchise tag is literally not allowing these dudes to, <laughs> like, well, not not necessarily just get the bag, but, you know, this is, the, the careers are so short in the league nowadays that if, you know, the, the franchise tag still might believe, might be below their fair market value. Yeah. So, yeah, it is getting the bag, but also... You know, like Allen Robinson in Chicago. If he if he doesn't actually like necessarily being in Chicago, he shouldn't have to stay in Chicago if his contract is up. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> it's I think that it's especially in the NFL with the type of game that it is and the shortened um, just careers that they have compared to some of the other sports. You know, to be able to take away. Uh, basically uh, a year towards or two years towards uh, getting a potential deal. You know, the dudes that are generally getting hurt off of this are basically anybody that's not a quarterback. You know what I mean? Because the quarterbacks can have like these, the goats have these really long careers, but most players in the league, you know, they're in and out. And a lot of them, you know, they're fortunate to make it to the end of that first deal. And that, but the thing is, if you're really good, you're still gonna have to wait. Right. Um. So Elena alluded to this. Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic. Uh, oh, real quick, real quick, before we get to that, did I say we had a major announcement getting ready to happen <laughs> in, in a couple of seconds? It's coming, y'all. I, I appreciate everybody still here, but you know the announcement—it's—it's it's getting ready to happen. Um. 
but let's let's focus on the Silk Sonic. For those who don't know who Silk Sonic is, Silk Sonic is Bruno Mars and Anderson Park. Two of probably dopest artists of our, our era or our time right now are currently out. Um, and they are pairing together, finally. I mean, they've done music together, they've written together, um, and they've got an album coming out, Silk Sonic, narrated by Bootsy Collins. They dropped their first, well, their intro, and then their first single, uh, Leave the Door Open, over the week. It's amazing. Amazing. Um, have you guys listened to it? I have. Um, and, I mean, it's those two together, it's it's a whole vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've listened to it. Um, for me, I'd rather like I'm a I'm an Anderson Pac fan more than I'm a Bruno Mars fan, and I want a little bit more Pac and a little bit less uh, Bruno. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bruno, you know he can sing and everything, but it's not his music is very um, you know kind of reductive or you know it's another word I can't think of, but it's kind of like you know, imitation of something you already heard. And that's kind of what I was getting from this first song. Whereas like Anderson's going to give you something that, you know what I'm saying? For the most part, you're not really going to hear, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I like that. So I want to see, you know what I mean? What else they do with it? You know, I think it'll be a good collaboration and, you know, but we'll, let's see what they do. Uh, I listened to it once and I was in my workout bag, so I was like, I'm not about to listen to this again. So, um, or I just came off a of workout, so I was like, yeah, no, that was not the time. So I got to give it an ear just without uh, any any outside distractions and just kind of listen for it. I mean, I'm sure, like I said, sonically, I mean, you know, just because you put two good artists together doesn't mean that you gonna have a dope collab. But, um, you know, it's just like, super <laughs> I'd rather see the rest of the. I'd rather see the rest of the uh, the catalog as far as what's on the album to see, you know, and there's not every song you're supposed to like. So I want to say I get that bag. You know what I'm saying? I love to see him go pop. You know what I mean? But other than that, like I'm, I'm really, yeah, Bruno just doesn't do it for me from a, you know what I'm saying? From a like creativity and, you know, it, like I said, everything he's done, it sounds like something I already heard. Somebody do, but Roy is just bringing up the fact that he's short. <laughs> um, so this leads to my my question. We can spend a little time here. Uh, I think you've already given your answer, but I was my question was: Are these two the best collab duo you've seen? No, you know when that's you, not not even with no. Anderson. Like I I think No Worries is doper than. You know what I'm saying? And that's on that, some that's underground knowledge, stuff. But. That's knowledge in the industry, Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So that's my question. If Four. if these aren't two the the best collab duo, people to get together do album, who who are? I mean, I've got a list of people that have teamed up to do an album together. And the uh, the name the the idea sometimes is bigger than the album. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be the that could be the, the situation here. The idea is bigger than the album. Um, but we've got the the Jay and R. Kelly, you know, with the, was that the Trackmasters who did most of that album back then. Um, they, I mean, they were doing songs left and right together. Then I think the first the first one was was okay. Best of both worlds, I think it was okay. It got 
I went to the tour, by the way. But I think R. Kelly's issues kind of killed that album and they couldn't promote it, right? Um, then you had, I think R. Kelly and Birdman did, were a group together at some point. They did an album. We can't um, keep talking about R. Kelly, man. You gotta I, well, no, we've got to get <laughs> I'm just, of people who joined together. I mean, we had Jay and Kanye. I mean, the, watch, the Watch the Throne duo was actually pretty dope. Um, Jay and Lincoln Park. Jay and Lincoln Park. Uh, who are some of you guys? What would you think was the best collab? It's a good question because, you know, when we think of collabs, but then there's also with music, you have groups and, you know, there's, it's hard to come out and compare these guys yet without hearing a full project and everything. But, um, in recent years, like in the last number of years, I would say the most memorable is probably watch the throne that I can think of, um, you know, from just in the status in the game of having Kanye and Jay, on an album together, you know, doing that whole thing. Yeah, I wish I had this question before the show. <laughs> I'm not ready for this. <laughs> it's okay. we, we, we can revisit it, but it just popped up when I was doing it. It's like, no, because I was thinking, I, I love the song. I mean, these are two, I, I'm a more pop fan than Bruno, but Bruno has hits. You know, Bruno, I mean, and Bruno's, it's I pop. Think his right. live performances are better than we may get on the album, you know, because the live instrumentation, you know, the whole tribute to Teddy Riley at the Grammys, that was dope. You know, he's got a horn section, all that. Um, so that's, that's like, you know, are they the best? I, I know the hype around Kendrick and Cole doing the album. I think that the issue with that is it'll be more hype than what we get on track or, or on what. I think the hype is too big for them to do an album together because everybody wants it. So I don't think it'll ever happen. That's a bad idea, man. <laughs> I don't right. think it'll ever happen. <laughs> The Friday the Thirteenth uh, joint, what you know, good. you had two, actually, yeah, you had two lyricists in there that you know held their own, I think, against each other, and yeah, that's a good. It ended pick. up being great, but I forgot about that. Um, but that's like it, it's tough, especially if we're talking specifically like Kendrick and J Cole. Um, I think the closest, you know, from two two guys that are gonna give it to you lyrically, um, the closest we're gonna probably get for a while will be that Friday the Thirteenth joint. I can I can give you a who a duo that I would have liked to see together or okay. um but we and we won't go back to Snoop and Dre. The chronic was pretty much them two together. So let's <laughs> that. Yeah. even though Dre was producing and his rhymes were still being written, it was still the best collabo CD that you can play through and through. Uh and you got best of both worlds. But um and I know this is gonna be off topic off the completely off the cuff but hear me out uh before she got pregnant marcia ambrosia and trey songs would have been a retarded adult album r&b album gotta think of their voices have have they done a song together at all on on her uh her lovers and friends i think he's okay the intro or he's got a he's got a hook on one of them okay and, uh it's it, it's there again if you will the raunchy adult kind of r&b like i mm-hmm. feel he's always just been the straight up like i like getting it in and trey songs be having the mixtapes that's just like you know what i'm saying like out of here so i can kind of see that 
Um, and then Marsha being like a she's like a chameleon, you know what I'm saying? She can kind of sound like anybody. So I feel like there's a lot, you know, um, opportunity there. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> What'd you think about the J and B collab album? It's and it's an embarrassment of riches, man. Like it's just like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's like a Michael Jackson and Prince album. Like it's just it. Sometimes it's just too much, you know. Which is how I feel about J Cole and Kendrick. Like it's just gonna be too much, you know. What I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. They should just you know every once in a hey. while give us two songs or something. Jasmine Sullivan and Marsha Ambrosius would be would be kind of dope too. I would like to see Jasmine and Ari do a whole album. Yeah, when they got the one song that was. Ah, uh, see now, okay, because that we want to get it. I, I don't think I think that song should have been for Ari because her her songs are set for her to, to sing off key, not off key, but off off cadence. Jasmine doesn't have that. She's the she's got a longer like vocals, right? Like she has a stronger vocal palette. So if you hear that song when you hear Ari's verse. It, it matches up with the way that the it's supposed to be sung off key, whereas Jasmine kind of kicks in and it's almost like she's trying to match that, but that's not her range of of, of songs. So I don't know if that would be the, the other case. The other one would be, uh, I, uh, what was it? Either Marsha and uh, and Anthony Hamilton or uh, somebody else. But I, we just saw the verses her and D'Angelo, like, and I know we just canceled oh uh, Daniel Caesar. Be- like her and Daniel Caesar, a whole album would have been dope before he started tripping. You know what I'm saying? Because that one song was crazy. But her and D'Angelo would be crazy. That is a good one. I would love to see. Were it like dope. Doja Cat? <laughs> <laughs> that don't even sound. That don't sound on brand for Roy. I think somebody. Has Roy, Roy loves Doja Cat. <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, Roy. The reason why I said before she got pregnant is because now she's singing about she's she's a mom now so her songs are about lullabies you know, well not only that but it's you know she's matured in that where she's not talking about you know uh sexing somebody up and then at the end of the song you realize she was talking about a girl you know what i'm saying like <laughs> so that's why gotcha all right so here we are this is the point of the show where one of us loses all three of us. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, all right, yo, this is is it just E? So, um, this is definitely gonna piss some people off, and I don't care. Um, that's what it's intended for. I, I feel like I've kind of got off that 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 path, and you know, trying to you know make Roya, you know, just kind of. You know, be along with the with the crew and and accept me for the uh you know the podcaster that I am. But um, is it just me or in the '90s cartoons that we had the multiple, the multitude of cartoons that we had in the '90s? By far, Spider-Man and Superman were the worst out of all of them. <laughs> I the thought worst. you was about to say the best. <laughs> I was about to jump off this joint. No, listen, listen. I I, I pulled up because I mean it's a, it's 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 so many. But you got Bobby's World, Tailspins, Doug, Ren and Stimpy, Darkwing Duck, Rugrats, X Men, X Men, Animaniacs, Bonkers, Beavis and Butthead, Two Stupid Dogs, Ninja Turtles, Rock, 
part on life. Hold on. The Critic, which was better than all the Critic. Oh, the was Critic, dope. The critic was dope. The Critic right. was amazing. Uh, Gargoyles. Uh, then you got, you know, The Tick, Pinky and the Brain, uh, Cow and Chicken, like Dexter's Laboratory, Hey Arnold, Arthur, the list, Johnny Bravo, and then Daria. You, The list goes on and on. These two were garbage nobody i just i literally had this conversation with with the parentals and i was like you never saw me on a saturday morning be like oh i'm about to watch superman or spider-man that shit was horrible the spider-man joint was one of my favorite shows as a kid like i didn't miss an episode so i can't i'm not <laughs> like i can't be with you on that one but uh <laughs> I didn't really like the Superman one. I feel like super the Superman one was kind of riding on the coattails of the Batman the animated series, which was amazing. So yeah, um, true indeed. You know, I don't really remember you know the Superman, but it's when we're talking. If we're just being nostalgic, the '90s and the cartoons and the late '80s with the cartoons, like that was that was awesome. That was a great time to be a kid. I wasn't checking Spider Man or Superman. I can tell you that though. <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, I, I I agree. I, these, yeah, I, I not my my favorite. There, there are some of my favorite superheroes, but yeah, the, the shows weren't didn't hit on much. Not like you said, not when you have Beavis and Butthead. The Simpsons. The Sim. I mean, just look at where the Simpsons. South like you Park. Said, the critic. It stinks. That was just all he said. Was First John Lovitz was 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 huge back then too. I feel like the critic definitely doesn't get as much love as it should because I feel like that's the original. That was the original kind of like uh, American Dad. Um, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yep, yep. It 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 definitely led the way uh, for a few things. Wow, there he is right there. The critic doesn't get as much as, as much love as it should. Definitely. And they took it off air. It was the same creators as The Simpsons. But you know. It was adult. You know, it was a cartoon comedy. Yeah, exactly. So for all 10 people who are here and watching, <laughs> you've been waiting. You because we've been hyping up this announcement. And now it's time. Hi, CB. What we got for this Copper Drop? So this week on Copper Drop, we are talking about uh, the Air Max 90 Bacons that are being re-released um, at the end of the month on the 26th. Um, the original uh, release from 2004 is not just as far as Air Max 90s go, but it's one of the most iconic Air Maxes of all time. Um, it was done in collaboration with a boutique called Dave's Quality Meats, which is no longer around. But uh, so I don't actually know what, if any, level of involvement that you know that original team had with bringing these back. But um, I have to imagine that these are going to be uh, very, very highly sought after. The packaging looks dope. Um, they've got the sneakers coming in uh, packaging that looks like bacon wood. 
Um, so this is definitely for me an attempted cop, but I have to imagine like every other raffle that I've entered in this year that we, we know what the result already is. It's been stupid, man. Just the amount of ellage we've been taking, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. <sighs> yeah, it's a cop, but like you said, I, I we, we, CB and I have had our sidebar as far as where I'm at with <laughs> and the whole Nike situation. So, yep. it's a cop. I'm, I'm definitely gonna, I would attempt for these. Um, I like colors. I mean, that's just, I remember the original was definitely classic and they know what they're doing. Um, I'm prepared to take an L, but you know, I will at least like a chance to get my foot in the door to take an L. That would be nice. Yeah, don't get that instant sold out, you know, when you turn the when you open the app up at 10 a.m. or 7 a.m., you know, wherever you are. Yep. <laughs> dope, dope. Um, all right, time for uh, who's up first? Let me go ahead and get it out the way. Okay. Let me let me let me preface by we, we talk about shoes a lot, right? And what they mean to us. Yep what it is that the backstory is this one i would like to switch it up uh due to the the new workout regimen of an hour uh which is retardedly stupid on my behalf it Oof. is workout uh in the long run um and, and superfly this definitely uh this is a, a nod to you but shout out to and for every athlete when you are done working out or playing or doing whatever and you finally slip on hey Listen, <laughs> you already yeah. know you talking my language. Listen, this <laughs> when you find listen, when I get done with my workout and I press end on my watch, which CB and I have had a conversation about the damn Apple Watches too, not registering your yep. workout. Um, and you hit end, I literally start to unlace my shoes to put my feet in this is to let you know I am done. This is the I am done for the day. Don't ask me to run another game because I'm not lacing them back up when I have these on. So shout out to the slides when it's all said and done to make your feet feel better. Yeah. Fly, you come to play? Not tonight. Not tonight, right. man. Talking my language, E. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody that's in here, you know, we, we got we haven't made the announcement yet. If you're wondering if we have, we haven't made it yet. CB's getting ready to uh -oh. these these didn't come in a box, they came in a bag. Ooh. That's how you know what know time what it is. But you remember a couple a couple weeks ago, e, we what talked about. First of all, you always wear these with some socks. So let's not get that. We are not funking up the house or the car <laughs> or, the, or the trunk with with the slides without this. No, you gotta have socks on with these. But uh, a couple weeks ago, we had profiled uh, some vans. Um, ah. So I, I said I was going to cop these, uh, you know, the vans doing the collab with the Black Cat um, with the proceeds going, you know, a portion of the proceeds actually going to the business. And these came in today. So um, you can see I haven't even laced them up yet. But yeah, I was I was pumped to get these in. I was, you know, and I was talking about the day. The yeah, what's the tongue? Yeah. It's got yeah, nothing, nothing too nothing crazy, but they got, the, uh, they got all the the little black cat 
logo stuff all over the top. So these are definitely getting the, I just got to lace them up and these will be, you know, an every day. Dope, 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 dope. Okay. Um, so. Mm. Oh. Uh, y'all know, if y'all, y'all sneakerheads, you know what that box is. Sheesh. Hey, man, my, uh, my niece and nephew still going to college, right? <laughs> Somebody stimulus came early on. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, all fight fives. You didn't answer the question. <laughs> Look, people are good. People are they're good. My gear. Um, there you go. Definitely one of the better recent off-whites, in my opinion. Yep. I mean, sometimes you know people. Sometimes, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, but real quick, before we, we get ready to get out of there, I know everybody's waiting for this announcement. I wanted to... Oh, let's see. Yeah. Um, I wanted to revisit... Uh, I want to revisit the subject real quick, just because um, I thought of something. I thought about something that a group that we hadn't, just like that, that we hadn't talked about. Uh, for two people you want to see work together, do album together, that haven't necessarily done it yet. And bam, there you go. There you go. The announcement, me and CB, our single is dropping tonight at midnight. <laughs> all on the all, all on the way to Aspen for me and CB's album, Aspen. We dropping tonight at midnight on Bandcamp and SoundCloud for now. Uh, we're working on some um, some uh, some issues with title, but um, yeah, that there's your announcement. Did you guess that? <laughs> Nobody saw that one coming, nice. right? I didn't see that cover coming, but yeah. I saw that coming. <laughs> now, I will say, I will preface this. If you're a fan of Dumb and Dumber, you know what, what this is from. Yeah. Um, shout out to Roughskins that's on, on my coat patch, too. But <laughs> shout out to Shannon for the artwork, who does all our artwork. Um, but yeah, Midnight Tonight, you'll be able to download and listen to. Uh, and, and the name of the group. It's WRSE. We go keep it in the house. WRSE. Um, our first singles all on the way to Aspen. DB, how do you feel right now? Um, yeah, I'm. I'm always excited when there's going to be more of my own music out. You know, I'm one of those people that I listen to my own shit all the time. So uh, to be able to you know, go on to SoundCloud or Bandcamp and listen to it rather than, you know, rifling through my emails for the file. Like that's, it'll be dope. Yep. And, nice. and so for now, when we, when it goes to SoundCloud, it will be on Spotify and iTunes um, for now. Um, but the little sample issue that, that, that we got going on, we don't know how long it's going to be up before it comes back down, but we, we're going to rectify that. And it will, within a week, be on title with iTunes to stay if it doesn't get picked to stay 
because of the little sample issue we have going on. But yeah. Yeah. That's nice, nice. Congratulations. <laughs> that the moped people. This is like this is like three years in the making. And it's been it's been a while. Like we we wrote the album probably about two and a half years ago. Yeah. And we started on it and it never just got it going. Now it's it's here. It's it is here. So at midnight, you know, go get our, our streams up, make this the, the number one song with streaming. For the- <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Bandcamp, we are WRSE1 on Bandcamp, because apparently there's another WRSE on Bandcamp. Um, <laughs> and then on SoundCloud, it's going to be on our SoundCloud page, WRSE Podcast, um, and then which uploads to Spotify automatically. As well. So it, it'll be on all those platforms at midnight. Nice. Hey man, salute to y'all for the uh, for being creative and actually uh, getting it done. You know what I mean, and and uh, creatively putting it on wax and and doing what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. So we can do. Hopefully, when Superfly does his next um, put uh, Twitch set, he'll show some love to the fellas. <laughs> you guys send me the record. I don't know. It's, it's I got the original. I don't know. If, I don't think I have the final version. No, you don't have the. Yeah, we, yeah. I'll make it part around to you. Yep. Well, it's been in the works for a while. What's the purse? Uh, you know, and, uh, we do, it's, it's off the love. Got a shoebox in my head. No, it's a briefcase full of money. We're taking to Mary. And that's it. Hey, right. shout out to Sean. Look. Yep. Sean, hit us up. Shout out to the Hot Tea Podcast. Season three just started um, today. I believe it dropped today. Yeah, I saw it. Um, shout out to Sean for inviting us in his COVID um, safe home. And allowing us to record and mixing and mastering the uh the, the there's other records he has too but this one for us um that's ready to go so shout out to sean we thank you brother appreciate you thank you so yeah in about about an hour and 10 minutes whoever's still up <laughs> if you start and, uh, watching uh coming to america right now you'll be right towards the end and oh, you know perfect oh, time and uh so in order to get some of the oh there there you are I was wondering if my mom was in here there we go yeah that's the announcement you never saw that one coming I told her all that she got all the clues together but she couldn't put together what happened in Aspen and now we're going to tell you um, but yeah uh, if you need to get the references watch Dumb and Dumber yeah the whole album got a lot of Dumb and Dumber references yeah and yeah let's just make it happen so with that. Um, Another show in the bag, fellas. This last comment. In a Tuesday. Because we're getting your weekend started right now. Exactly. All. All, the dro- all the drops are on Fridays now. Jay- thank Jay-Z for that when he started releasing his album on Black Friday. I mean, they, they realized, got those dunks oh. dropping tomorrow. Don't forget that. If people are logging on sneakers and you're not interested, but you want to go for a size 10, you know. I'll let your boy. I got you with the finder's feet. <laughs> Word. All right, y'all. That's it. Uh, get something else. Peace. Peace.